Well, hello, friends, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about what to do when your marketing and communications fall on deaf ears and how to stop spiraling into a pit of self-doubt and going into crisis mode about your business, whether it's going to survive and whether there really are any clients and buyers out there for you at all. It's all about tuning into the frequency of your buyers, so let's dive in. Sky High Results Online Podcast, your essential resource for discovering strategies and tips for growing your online business and creating lasting client connections. Okay, so when your marketing falls on deaf ears, what does that look like, right? You know, uh, when you're feeling like you're putting in a lot of effort, you're sharing what it is you do, or maybe not, but maybe you want to, but you're just not feeling like what you've got to share is resonating at all. Um, You know, you know the magic for what you do, but you're having a hard time getting others on board. And look, when you share your ideas, people look at you (laughs) with puzzled looks on on their faces, or maybe your posts are getting crickets, right? You know, the the sort of quizzical looks where people think, "Mm, quite sure what you mean, or they nod in agreement, but they don't really engage if you're talking to them face to face. And you definitely know what it looks like on social media when you share and, um, you know, there's no comments, there's no likes, there's no shares, okay? And you even get intimidated at the thought of explaining it again because of the response that you've gotten so far people just don't seem to get it right and sometimes in life it's it it's like moving on and thinking well I'll just keep talking to more of the people who do get it but what if you can't find any people who get it even though you are so um you know you're standing so behind your ideas and you're embracing them and you understand them you may be having trouble translating those ideas concepts um or uh you know strategies to others right um and this can be a really common thing that happens and i've found with myself and with my clients um just because we have an experience, a theory or a belief that inspires us to, um, you know, share what it is we do and what it is we want to do and how we want to help people. It doesn't mean that though our ideal buyers can hear it the way we intend for them to, okay? So it's a little bit like um, a dog whistle, right? You know, obviously, if someone's going to blow a dog whistle in front of you, you're not going to hear it. But every dog in the neighborhood is going to. So when you want to communicate with dogs, you get a dog whistle, right? Well, the same is true in online marketing. When you want to communicate online and you want to be heard and you want to signal to the right kind of buyers and dial into their frequency, then you need the equivalent of a dog whistle. You need to be tuned into your buyer's frequency so that they can hear you, so that they can respond, and so that they can take action, (laughs) okay? So if that's not happening and your um, marketing and communications are falling on deaf ears, it's, it's interesting to look at why that might be happening for you. And I've seen a few different reasons, but there are definitely three main reasons why that can happen. Uh, The first is that you're stuck in the theory and the concepts and something has landed for you in those theory and concepts that you've embraced or that you've developed from your own work, right? But 
they they are just that they're theory and concepts. You haven't actually brought them to life and um, created any real results for other people, right? So for you, you are fully behind those concepts. For you, that those concepts are, are game changing, but you haven't quite. Um, you, you can't quite demonstrate how game-changing they are in your life or in others because you haven't actually applied them to get any results, okay? So you're staying in the theory and the concept rather than creating actual results. The second one is that you don't actually trust yourself to fully share your the, these ideas, concepts, thoughts, strategies, tips, whatever they might be because either consciously or subconsciously, you're in fear of judgment or being attacked. So although you know that your idea is life, your transformation is life, you can't quite share it with confidence because it may be a little radical. It might be counter to what's out there or it might be, you know, something that's deep within that, you know, you want to share, but when you've shared things in the past, it hasn't gone so well. So that muscle memory kicks in and you want to kind of hold it back. Okay. And when that happens, sometimes it feels like we, we are sharing our ideas, like because we're thinking about it so much, right. But we haven't actually been taking it to our people because we're scared of judgment. And the funny thing is we're scared of judgment from people who aren't even our buyers. So we need to tune into our buyer frequency, not our mum frequency or our friend frequency or our husband's frequency, right? That, And you know what I mean by that frequency is when we share this idea, they look at you and go, um, oh, do you think people are going to pay you for that? Do you think that's something you could charge a lot for? Uh, do you think people really care about that? You know, all those kind of questions from well-meaning family and friends who want to keep you safe, right? So, so because you've been sharing ideas there, because that's generally where we start sharing our ideas and, and how we, what we want to take a stand for and how we want to position ourselves. When that doesn't go so well, we can think that means that our buyers will judge us in that way too, or our potential audience or our people, whatever you'd like to call them would judge them like judge us like that too. And the thing is they won't, right? They they're not you know well-meaning family and friends. They're the ones that we need to dial into our buyers, our potential buyers, our audience. Uh, they're the people that we need to worry about their opinions, but so often we keep what we've got to share inside because of the opinions of others who actually aren't even our buyer. So that's another thing I see happening a lot and maybe you can relate. The third is that you, not that you think you do, but you relish in your being that best kept secret, right? That's what you believe because you're stuck thinking about these ideas. You're immersing yourself in the ideas, but you're, and you share them with people perhaps when you talk to them, but you're not actually sharing them um, with your buyers at large or potential buyers at large. You're keeping it very, um, you're almost being stingy with your ideas and your concepts and, and your thoughts, right? So that you're only sharing them when you can feel safe, when someone's already on board with who you are or um, what you represent, rather than sharing them with more people from the outset, right? So you're just keeping your messages hidden right? That's the third reason why it happens. And 
and you kind of know this logically, but I think it's sort of number that second point about um, judgment and fear of judgment comes into this one as well. They kind of overlap, but they're the they're the biggest reasons that you get stuck in theory and concepts um, rather than applying them and getting real results. You don't you you're afraid of the judgment, um, and you're relying on the opinions of non-buyers to dictate how you will share what you know and what how you can help people with uh, with actual potential buyers, right? Or you just stay in that secret status, right? You can't quite a kind of break three break through with the confidence to share with with um, uh, you know your target market and your target audience. So what is it you can do about it? Because really something has to change. You've got this fire in your belly about what it is you want to share and how you want to transform people's lives, businesses, health, well-being, happiness, power, relationships, whatever it might be. Okay, you've got all this inside you. So when someone is going, you know, when you know that people need your help, right, and you're not giving it to them because you're letting yourself be tuned out to the frequency of your buyers or you're not broadcasting that frequency okay so you stay most of the time it's not broadcasting it um or you're not dialing in enough to the frequency of your buyer and you're saying stuck in your own head your own thoughts and the opinions of non-buyers okay so what can you do about it if you are already um showing up and nothing is no one's responding so you're out of that best kept secret status and even if you've not this is the first step that you want to go narrow and deep on your concept and your transformation okay um to decide uh you know one to three of your core concepts that you can start consistently sharing preferably it's one and when i talk about concept i talk about more of that core concept of what you need your buyers to believe in order to buy. So I'll say that again. What do you, well, I'll say it in a different way, actually. What do your buyers need to believe in order to buy or your audience need to believe in order to buy? Okay. So for example, um, in my marketing, I want them to believe or my message, um, I want my potential buyers to believe that they can turn around the performance of an online course or avoid the failure of online courses by choosing to offer a coaching mastermind instead. They'll have more profits, they'll work less, and they'll have better clients and better results than they will with an online course. When they believe that, they will invest in my Mastermind Success Secrets program where I'm going to teach them how to um, create a powerful message to market, um, how to package, price, and promote um, a powerful group coaching program or mastermind for long-lasting results and delivering recurring revenue. Okay, so I had to go narrow and deep there rather than just, hey, I can help you with your online marketing. Hey, I can help you attract clients online for if you're a coach or a consultant. Right, I had to go narrow and deep um, in order to get that traction. Okay, so I invite you to to go down and excavate more layers into those concepts. Make sure that it is synthesized so people can grab hold of it rather than it being, um, you know, a broader theory that is a generalization. Like most of um, most marketers and most clients that I see before or my potential buyers that come to me are sitting in a wandering generality. I heard that from a coach of mine once. Like they're, they're, they're talking in wandering generalities. They're not um, claiming what they stand for. They're not 
going narrow and deep. So they're not evoking any kind of visceral response from their audience. It doesn't connect. It misses the mark because it's just too wide. It's, um, I like to say, talking in motherhood statements. It's not anything about parenting or being a mum. It's just like they're all, all good and well, but they don't hit to the heart of the issue and hit to the heart of the problem that your audience is facing. Okay, so... The second point after you've got one to three concepts that you want to show up and share is that you want to develop and then share signature stories around those concepts so that you can bring them to life, so that you can get a visceral response, so that you can drive emotions and connect in with your potential buyers. This is all about dialing into the frequency of your potential buyer, okay? The more we can get an emotional connection, the better we are going to perform in our business, the more sales we're going to have and the more money we're going to make, okay? Um, As humans, we're hardwired to connect in with stories. So whatever you can put your concepts, theories, frameworks, models, uh, whatever ideas, what strategies, whatever, whatever you can put those into a story format and have some signature stories that you can tell and retell and tell again, then... Our brains, your buyer's brains are going to be more receptive. They're going to be dialed into that dog whistle of those stories because that's how we're hardwired. One that comes to mind um, is, is, say, Marie Forleo. Her current book is Everything is Figure Outable. Now, I've been following Marie for, you know, a decade and she always says everything is figure outable, but she always relates it back to a story of her mum telling her that because her mum's radio was broken and she was pulling it apart, fixing it because you know, everything is figure outable, right? She didn't, she didn't know, no one had taught her. She's just working it out, right? And that's the story that Marie always hangs her hat on. So that's one of her signature stories. She shares it again and again. I can't tell you how many times I've heard it, but that's, that supports her brand and, and that um, supports the women who are looking to Marie for confidence and permission to make a change and to make a stand, right? That you don't have to sit there waiting for the how, you can move forward and, um, and, and, you know, share what it is you do or work it out so you can um, make money online or whatever it might be, okay? So, um, you know, you want to be, um, you know, sharing those stories of success, the actual success stories from the work you do with clients or the work you've done in your own life. And if you haven't um, had a lot of clients, then maybe use this as a as a chance to be more of an investigator or an investigative reporter is probably a better term for it, right? Of trends and opportunities that they can embrace that support your beliefs, concepts, and what you want to stand for. So if you haven't been able to activate that in um, your clients' lives yet, um, but you've been able to activate it in yours, great. Go with your own story first. If you haven't probably got as many of those to share, then go and look for evidence that supports your beliefs, concepts, um, etc. in uh, out there in the marketplace. So go and distill that and be a narrator of those or, or the curator of those ideas is probably a better word, right? Where you can pull those together to support what it is you do, but in a story format. Why do you think people watch the news and current affairs? Because, um, you know, the, the news agency or the media outlet is taking um, a fact or what's happening and pulling it together in a way that tells a story. That's what gets eyeballs. That's what gets ratings and, and viewers. Okay. And that's what you need to do with your ideas and concepts too. The third part is that consistency is everything. So what can you do about it? You can be consistent. Don't get caught up in the, 
you know, the drama of being ignored. Check your data, okay? So when you're not showing up consistently, you are going to be ignored, right? Because people can't trust that you're there. People can't start to form a relationship with you and a trust with you, okay, if you don't show up consistently. So what do I mean by, you know, don't get caught up in the drama of your stuff isn't working or your message isn't happening? What's the data, right? How often are you sharing the same concept and message? How often are you showing up? How many people are seeing it? Don't forget that it can take 7 to 14 touches to be noticed. So focus on showing up consistently. And one platform is is best, right? If you want to start getting some more traction, then relying on one platform can be great. So that might be choosing one social media platform or going um, into one element of social media, particularly Facebook, and showing up perhaps on a Facebook in a Facebook group, whether that generally that would be free to be broadcasting there. Or maybe you want to get a podcast like this where you can freely share your ideas. Guess what? Nobody tells you you can't do it, even if that that you know you they don't like it. One of the best things about having a podcast or a Facebook page or a group is that you or an Instagram business profile is that you can go into your statistics and see what topics are getting the most traction. So you can see with metrics, that's what I mean about going into the data, not the drama. What does the data or data, as you'd say in the States, tell you about post engagement in um, Facebook groups? What does it tell you about um, which episodes are downloaded the most in your podcast? All of those are going to help you dial into the or tune into the frequency of your buyer because you're going to get better. You're not going to have all this figured out from the first time you show up. Just because you are being brave and congrats and hallelujah, you're going to do it. You're going to start showing up consistently. This stuff may not work straight away. You may need to adjust. It's like dialing in on the on the old radio station. I'm showing my age here, but you know, I used to have this old Datsun 120Y as my first car um, back in Australia in uh, 1990, right? That was my first car when I was 16. And guess what? You had to dial into an AM radio to listen to music. Hence why I had my old cassette recorder in, in the passenger seat that I used to play my Kylie Minogue tapes and my Madonna. Um, but that's another story. And when I got caught driving trying to press play on my tape recorder, I might have crashed into a telegraph pole, but that's another story too. What I would do is if I needed to listen to a radio station, I had to dial it in, right? I had to tweak it and you had to just, it it was a little sensitive, right? You had to do little movements to get there. That's the same as sharing your message and tuning into the frequency of your buyers. Okay. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, You know, like I said, with my own offer, um, I can talk about Facebook ads to the cows come home, about messaging, about traffic conversion, about attracting buyers online. And they're all great and they can be part of my content plan. But if I'm jumping around broad general subjects like that, people don't get to know me for something, okay? They're so wide and those topics. And that's why I needed, I knew I needed to go narrow and deep. And I realized the thing that worked best for my business when I looked at what contributed to my income over the past few years and now decades since I've been doing this. And it was that a mastermind that was a consistent biggest chunk of my revenue. And it was actually the easiest to deliver. It was the most leveraged. I had the best clients um, and got the best results because I was able to give them my time and energy. I was able to create monthly recurring revenue, right? It's like a higher end membership program, right? So once I decided that I could talk about masterminds, 
And don't get me wrong, well-meaning opinion of others uh, did question it. They're like, mastermind, but do people just want to hear about that? And I, I nearly wavered because a lot of my peers sort of questioned that, apart from one of my great friends, Denise Duffield-Thomas, who was like, that's a great idea. Go for it. People definitely want to learn about that. But then another business coach friend of mine was like, do you think a mastermind, is that what you're just going to hang your hat on? And I could have backed away and thought, no, it's not right. But I didn't. I stayed true to knowing that that was the biggest lever in my business that I wanted to share. So if I could consistently start showing up with that message um, and refine my list building activities, you know, my freebies, my guides that my Facebook traffic are going to, some of the content that I'm sharing, um, my webinars, my live launches. Once I, I embedded that in those activities, so I had the layer of consistency, I was dialed into the frequency of my buyers because really what I was working on there is that a mastermind or the term of it or the concept was already within their awareness. So I could just dial in a bit more and connect to that point already, okay? And if it wasn't in their awareness, it solved a big problem that they had, which is largely that they'd been creating online courses that hadn't been selling. So what could they do to repurpose that? Or what could they do instead of creating an online course when they feel like every man and his dog has an online course, right? So what could that concept be for you? Well, I want you to come over to my Connect and Convert group on Facebook and post your ideas so I can help you refine, okay? Anytime you come in, you request a join and you can post in there and I'm happy to workshop that with you. The um, address I'll put in the show notes, but it's Victoria Gibson, Victoria as in V-I-C-T-O-R-I-A-G-I-B-S-O-N.com forward slash group, G-R-O-U-P, okay? VictoriaGibson.com forward slash group group. Come over there and let's discuss what some of those dog whistle ideas could be for you, how you could tune in to the frequency of your buyer. Until next episode, good luck and have a great week.